What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Toffee Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Jerry uh, is here. That is who I am. And I am uh, coming to you uh, recorded from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, in the United States of America. And joining me, and it's been way too long since this, this fella's, you know, graced us with his, uh, with his glow. Uh, we, got, we got Jeff Walner in the house, everybody. Jeff. Good to see and hear you, buddy. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, this is, uh, we are recording this on uh, Thursday night. And uh, I believe there's a, for American football, this is kind of a, kind of a big night, eh? Uh, the NFL draft. Yes. Something I do not pay close attention to, but uh, I'll catch up on Twitter who the Bengals drafted and who, which local players went where. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is a big night for for those who follow such things. So for those of you who are in England, American sports have a draft. Okay, it's everybody I've talked because we 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 have one for MLS as well, and it's really it's really weird concept, uh, especially for MLS because the funny thing is um, only college players from D1 schools get drafted in the MLS draft here. Um, now, the uh, NFL draft's a little different. Way more players get taken. It is, it is a, this long, weekend-long event. It's like Thursday, Friday. It's just a, a very intense thing. And some people, there have been times in my life where I took it rather seriously, and I, and I watched the whole thing. This is not one of those times in my, in my life. I don't fear that anymore. But I'll be, I'm going to be approaching it the same way Jeff is, except I'm not uh, as much of a Bengals guy. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. So, yeah, um, I, I have more uh, recent pain than, than Jeff does. But, uh, you know, but he's, he's been through a lot with the Bengals, so I don't really, I don't really compare it. So, <laughs> um, so Jeff, let's, let's start just with some basics because it's been a while. How are you? What have you been up to? I am good. I'm good. It's a um, it's a somewhat busy time with the bing, with the uh, baseball season underway. Um, um, as you, as you know, I'm a journalist here, and I, I cover uh, quite a bit of uh, Major League Baseball here in Cincinnati. So uh, it gets a little bit busier, and then occasionally I also cover uh, our MLS team, FC Cincinnati, as well. Um, when I'm not attending the matches, I try to uh, kind of split that one up a little bit. Uh, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a busy, uh, busy time, but looking forward to, uh, to summer and, uh, got a, a week in Liverpool about a month ago. So that's never bad. <laughs> it was great to be back for the first time post COVID. Um, uh, we but, weren't there at the same time, were we Jeff? Um, I don't think so. I think you were there maybe after me. I think I, it was just after. Yeah. Yeah. I was there the, um, second week of, of March around the time that I typically go. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I went to the Wolves match. So it was, it was right around that, that week. Yeah. Right on. Very cool. How did, uh, how was that experience? Can you give me a, give me how yours was? Cause we were only in, we were only in the Liverpool area for like a nanosecond. <clears throat> so you were there for a lot longer. Tell me about everything you did and all the cool stuff and 
stuff I need to keep an eye out for next time. Well, it was a, it was a great trip. Um, it was a different trip than uh, the, the trips I've made before because over the past two or three years in particular, and, and maybe part of it is just COVID and social media, um, and, and also my involvement with the North American Supporters Leads and being a candidate for Fans Forum. I've just, I've made so many friends over there. I made a lot of 19 when I was over there the last time, um, but uh, also made many more over the past two or three years. So um, this trip was amazing uh, because I got to spend a lot of time with friends um, not doing the touristy things that I've done before. I didn't do any of the, you know, the Beatles bus tours. I didn't do the Goodison tour. Um, I've done all that. So it was fun to just kind of wander around the city, meet people for, for pints at various places. Uh, went to see a local band with my friend, Gary Lambert. Um, so it was just a, it was a blast. And then obviously match day was, was match day, which is always incredible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a different trip, but it was it was really cool to just uh, uh, wander around town and get random texts from people saying, "Oh, you're in Liverpool. You've got to meet me here." And uh, so it was uh, it, it was uh, it was a blast. It was a ton of fun. Oh, Jeff, that's awesome. That's the that would be the only regret that I had about this past trip because you know I've never been out of the country, so that was my first time out of the country. Me and my uh, my oldest son Bennett Bennett was there doing a a soccer tour so he played three against his team played against like three different academy uh teams over the span of the time we were there and uh we actually got to attend three matches as well so it was it was an absolute whirlwind we spent most of our time in durham which is a pretty little place and mm -hmm. i knew very little about it and then when i walked away i was like i really want to live there <laughs> it's just it's just i say that about every england every town in england i've ever wandered through or taken a train through i've looked at it and thought that's a place i could probably live uh, yeah. just uh yeah it's a, it's a different way of life it's uh yeah it's slow, slower pace and i love those small towns and villages and the countryside and yeah um you can always find a pub on the corner that's for sure yeah that was the thing that i wish I got more of oddly enough. I didn't, I, I was doing so much like stuff with the kids and so much soccer. I didn't do enough, like genuine, like real pub experience. You know what I mean? So I only feel like I really got like one of those. Uh -huh. And that was, we went to this bar outside or just kind of near the Sunderland stadium. We went and saw Sunderland play Shrewsbury. And it was a great, great game. And they like they announced the kids' team at halftime, and they got to go down the pitch and like wave to the fans and everything. And yeah. the kid, the ah, the kids just had a cool experience with that. Um, but we went to a, a pub near there called the Halfway House, and it was packed with Sunderland supporters. And I just had like what felt like the tastiest beer of my life, and just sitting there in that kind of atmosphere. I was like, I that's I wish I could have gotten to do that with with the Everton crowd. Because my Everton experience was a whirlwind, okay? Because we flew in Saturday morning. And Toffee Blues John picked us up from the airport, picked me and Bennett up from the airport. We left our luggage with the tour guides. And then he ran us to, him and his dad ran us to Goodison, where, you know, uh, the, the club actually set us up with a really cool pitch side photo experience 
So we got to go like by the pitch and meet Ian Snowden and uh, Graham Stewart. Awesome. And it was, and the more Everton players I got to meet. It was really, it was very cool. And like their first question was, why, why Everton? You yeah. know, and it's, it's a, uh, oh gosh, you, I've answered that question so many times, man. I tweeted out this, this story, or at least a kind of a synopsis of it. But uh, um, one of the cool experiences was I was with uh, Joe and Donna O'Reilly. I don't know if you know Joe and Donna off social media, huge, massive Evertonians or season yeah. ticket holders come over to every match from Dublin. They're actually in the States right now on vacation, but uh, I was with Joe and Donna. And when you're with Joe and Donna, you get, you know, you, you get, there are certain perks to be with them, but uh, they invited me. Um, I went to the women's match, uh, which was a great game against Leicester. The women beat them three, two um, Walton Hall park. And uh, I went there with the Nashville Evertonians who were over, uh, but Joe and Donna invited uh, all of us over to a Joe Royal event at the Winslow. So right after the women's match, we went over to the Winslow and uh, I walk in with Joe and Donna and I sit at the first table we come to inside the door. And, and then I just turn and go to the bar, get a few pints for us. And when I turn around though, I look and sitting at our table is Joe Royal and his wife. And I looked at Joe O'Reilly and kind of like, can I still, can I still sit at this table? He's like, come here, sit down. So I sit down at this table and it was somewhat <laughs> awkward because I'm literally sitting across directly across the table from Joe Royal, literally three feet across the table. <clears throat> How do I break the ice? And what do I, you know, what do I say? So I introduced myself, but they, they gave me, I got a lot of, a lot of crap for this, but they, because I introduced myself and I said, excuse me, Mr. Royal. And they were laughing at me because I called him Mr. Royal. I was like, what am I supposed to call him? It's freaking Joe Royal. He's an Everton legend. I'm not supposed, what am I supposed to say? Hey, Joe, right? Yeah, yeah. So I introduced myself to him. Couldn't have been nicer. Uh, talked to his wife for a while. Couldn't have been nicer. It was an amazing experience just to kind of sit there. And he was, he was having pints. He was sitting there with us at the table having pints. Then he went up and did his speaking thing because he was kind of the, the star of the show that night, right? Um, but amazing guy, um, Everton legend. I could have talked to him for for hours, but it was it was just really cool that you know I wasn't sure can I can I am, am I permitted to sit here next to Joe Royal? But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, had a slightly uh, not the exact same situation, but close uh situation happened to us on this trip uh we so the match by the way i have to i have to say something uh toffee blues john got us tickets and i i never would have imagined we would be where we were sitting and the match experience for everton united was i am speechless okay what an experience for that to be our first game Okay, it was so amazing. We, we we stayed after and got to sing songs, you know, because you know, and the, the match went, you know, we saw some fight. We saw some fight from the team. It was awesome, you know. It was so sorry, solid. Did you go to? Uh, we went to. Uh, uh, it was United. Oh oh oh! It was United. Okay, it was Everton. Okay, I see. Okay. So we were we were like we were halfway through the second half, and Bennett looks up at me, and he's nine, and Bennett's like. I forgot Ronaldo was on the field. And I was like, that's a shame, right? <laughs> so 
it was it was great. And uh, it was John, easy to forget Ronaldo was on the field that night. Yeah. Yes. It's just it just he wasn't wasn't massively impactful. Unlike the match we went to a week later, we went to we went to Old Trafford and watched them play Norwich and Ronaldo mm. got a hat trick. So that was cool to see as well. Um, but yeah, my favorite match experience was going to that Everton game. Just the the energy in that stadium um, when things when things are going well or when it's close, it's yeah. such a good feeling. Um, we were walking out of the stadium and I was like, how you feeling, Bennett? And he, he looked up at me and he was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> we're walking yeah. through the, the, I told John on the way out, I was, we were walking through these, these really pretty neighborhoods and shops. It's all right there around the stadium. And it's so awesome. It's so like historic. It's not the kind of areas I'm used to. I looked over at John. I was like, this area is really pretty. And he started laughing. He's like, I can't wait to tell the guys that you, you, you were saying how pretty this was. And I don't know. It was just kind of a, I, I was just really overwhelmed and overcome uh, at the moment. But so, yeah. so the match was good. But then a couple of days later, Bennett had training in Durham and running the training session. He, this guy ran like two or three sessions. Paul Wilkinson. Okay. From you know, the teams in the 80s. Right. And so so I, I got to meet Paul Wilkinson and get a picture or two. And that was cool. And then later on the night, providing instruction to the he, he was giving instruction to the kids and oh oh yeah. He, he ran these sessions. That's like amazing. this is this is one team and Paul Wilkinson is running sessions. It is mm. awesome. Wow. You know, I'm absolutely geeking out. Yeah. Um, you know, Did he's not understand kind of the, the I talked <laughs> Bennett, I think Bennett got it. Bennett yeah. got it. We've had so many talks about it. I'm like, I was like, I was like, Bennett, you, you remember that book that Tony sent me in the mail? Here we go. I was like, he's in it. That guy's in it. <laughs> I was like, it's, I was like, yeah. this guy's a big deal. And he was like, really, he said some really nice things about the way Bennett played and Bennett as a player. It was really cool. So then we go to United at a hospitality area, which is you know that you're sitting in a you know you go sit at tables and i just happen to sit down and who sits beside me is paul wilkinson really <laughs> i got to sit there and eat like you know lunch beside paul wilkinson and talk everton with him and it That's was awesome. uh, yeah very uh i didn't see it coming and it was really cool um so yeah he's it was it was really neat to hear him talk about uh you know u.s soccer which was which was fascinating mm -hmm. um hearing him talk about it but um but yeah, again, so I, I got to meet some several former Everton players. Uh, and but I, and, and so the real thing is I wish I got to meet more of my Everton, my Evertonian friends. That's the thing I like seeing seeing the town would have been cool. You know, John's dad drove us past the library building. So I got to see that he, he like went the long way so we could see that, which is really neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I wish that's the thing I missed is like, you know, I've been doing these shows with a lot of uh these toffee blues guys for years and i wanted to meet them out i wanted to meet them out for a pint and hang out with them and i didn't really get to like i got to hang, spend a lot of time with john who was like our guide so the idea of having like this season ticket holder who's a friend who's guiding you through and making right. sure you're all okay and he's like oh let's go over here let's watch the coach let's watch the coaches come in so the coaches roll in it's not a bus it's a coach so, uh, so just seeing the players come off and I'm like holding Bennett in the air so he can see. 
Yeah. Um, John, John was like ridiculously generous to us and uh, everybody that we met was just super cool. The club treated us super kindly. We walked yeah. out on the pitch and I thought it was funny. Uh, Sarah Halpin was there and she uh -huh. doesn't know me from anybody. I'm just like, I, I know who you are, but I'm scared to say anything. I just know you because <laughs> I have social anxiety. And yeah. she saw Bennett's face when he walked and it went like that. And she started laughing. She was like, ah, <laughs> it was really, it was funny, you know? Um, but uh, the whole experience, the whole trip, we just did so much stuff. I won't go into a whole lot. The kids played awesome. They won two out of their three matches. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Um, and it was, and we got to, we got to tour the Academy of Light. That was rad. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, man, it was just a, it was a really neat, I mean, yeah, I, everybody that I talked to was like, did you want to come back? I was like, no, I was like the people, my, 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 you know, my family and my friends back home. That's why I wanted to come back, but that was it. Cause over there, I love it. I love it. Well, that's what, um, that's what second trips are for. Like <laughs> you're, you're kind of talking about the boxes that you didn't check. Yes. Um, and, and I had a few of those from 19, um, a few pictures that I wanted to get that I didn't places I wanted to go that I didn't. Um, and one thing I made a point to do this time was, and I got so lucky because, you know, sunny days are not <laughs> sunny days in March are, are not the most common occurrence in Liverpool. Um, but I got a sunny morning and I, I got up early. I looked out and it was perfectly sunny. And I thought, okay, I'm going, I'm catching an Uber. I'm going up to Goodison. It was the day before the match. I'm going up to Goodison and I'm going just crazy with pictures um, so I caught an Uber up to Goodison and I just walked around and it was cool because I walked around just street after street after street through the neighborhood and just to kind of get a feel for the surrounding neighborhood. I went into to Stanley, to Stanley Park that I, I hadn't done on the first trip uh, because that trip was kind of rushed. Um, and that was that was really cool to just kind of walk up and down the streets and see, you know, people going about their daily life and, and kind of getting a sense of what, because a lot of those houses have been there for, you know, for a very, very long time. Yeah. Some of them probably predate Goodison Park. And you get a feel for the history, you know, not just Goodison, but in that neighborhood. And you kind of envision people walking, you know, to the matches in the you know the 30s 40s 50s watching players that we can only imagine you know the legendary players that they watched yeah. so it was, it was kind of cool that was one of the things that it kind of made it a point so you kind of make a list and the next time you go over just have the boxes that you need to check that time and you'll make sure you do it and then you'll come home and you'll kind of feel more complete you know you won't have those regrets yeah. so that's what second trips are for i always say that like make a yeah. list of what you didn't get to when you See? when you go place like that so yeah i had a feeling you'd bring some wisdom to that man that was <laughs> yeah because that's because we, we had we had slept like two or three hours on the flight and we were so sleep deprived yeah the, the adrenaline carried us through yeah i don't i don't sleep on planes it's really bad and in when i went in 19 my room was ready right away because i always fly into manchester it's just easier i fly into manchester take the train um, I stay at the Novotel just because I'm familiar with it. Um, it's an easy train ride, but I don't sleep well on planes. So if I get into, I get into Lime Street, walk to my hotel, my room's not ready. Um, then I'm kind of, 
just tr I'm on fumes. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get a full, full English breakfast. I tried to walk around. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my shopping done for my wife and son. I'm going to go down to the pierhead and take some pictures I wanted to take. Um, but then it gets to be like one in the afternoon. And you're like, okay, I just need a bed and a shower. And it was miserable. But uh, my room was ready by like, I think one or two. And I was, I was fine. But yeah, I don't, I don't sleep. I, I, I try, I just try different things. But aside from medicating myself, I, I don't sleep well on planes. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, we were in like the uh, economy delight section. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was, there's not a lot of, you know what I mean? Like not a lot yeah, of, and right. so yeah. in the ne in the neck pillow sticks out from my back, right? <laughs> so my back is like this and, and it's just the weirdest sensation, you know, trying to get comfortable. You can't just lay flush like that. So <laughs> right. I, I, it was the worst man. And a, and a crying, crying baby for about yeah. one fourth of the trip well, by my oh, yeah thankful i was by myself so you know if there was a crying baby it was someone else's <laughs> <laughs> oh this was someone else's crying baby and it would not stop and there was no, even with earplugs there was yeah. no joy on that yeah. that was all oh, was terrible oh it was the worst so anyway but yeah very that was that was the worst part of the trip was the flight over there yeah, yeah. everything else was yeah was all right so, well, uh, to come back, it took me uh, it took me three tries to get a negative test on my COVID thing to come back. That was a little stressful, but I got undetected on three straight tests. They said they've never seen it happen before, and it it took away hours of my last day in the morning because I had to keep walking back to uh, to the testing place to get retested. Wow. It was just, they kept calling me. I was walking up and down Bold Street and I'm thinking, should I go in and start, basically start drinking? <laughs> or should I wait to see if the COVID place is going to call me back and say, I have to come back and get another test. So anyway, oh, we, we had people that test with our, with our group that tested positive. And uh, then we had others that tested negative before, but mm. had symptoms, came back, did different tests, tested positive. Uh. So. There, there's some weird stuff going on with the tests yeah, these days. It was pretty, it was pretty stressful. Yeah, was pretty I imagine. <laughs> it was, like, like we did the thing where you did your own at home. Or, or like, so I was in a hotel room and I got the person. I can't move my phone. So my phone is like totally stationary. And I'm like trying to, and I can barely hear because there's something wrong with her like mouthpiece or something. So I can yeah. barely hear what she's saying. And so eventually she has to type the instructions to me on the screen. It was it was such a hassle and it was so stressful. Yeah. I, I, we were just, I was just lucky. And, and, and Bennett in the middle of his test and Bennett is sitting there telling me, I hope I'm positive so I can stay. I'm like, that's not how it works. It yeah. won't be a fun bit. Well, okay? the nice thing like of, of, of all the, you know, the disruption that would have caused if I would have tested positive. Um, the nice part is that you, if you're stuck in Liverpool, there were no restrictions. So even though you tested positive for COVID, you were under no restrictions at all, no quarantine, no mask, no, you could, you could. So I decided that, you know, if I'm stuck here, I'm not going home until after the Newcastle match. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to the Newcastle match, which is on, I think Thursday that week. I'm like, if I, and that was Monday. I'm like, if I'm stuck here, I am not going, I'm not testing to, I'm not going to get a negative test until after the Newcastle <laughs> 
but yeah. eventually I got a negative test and then, you know, uh, I had to go home. So I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> we were doing Bennett's test and the person on the other line is saying, okay, so do you see by that, that says control, do you see, do you see only one distinct line? I'm like, yes, just one distinct line. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we're almost done. And Bennett comes over to me and he goes, I don't know, dad, that looks like they're male. I'm like, stop it. No, there is not two lines. There is just one. What are you doing? <laughs> I was, I had to do that without like sounding like a total jerk. Um, yeah, I was I was nicer then, but it was I, what I wanted to do was what I just said. It's like, why? <laughs> like, we're almost done with this ordeal. At the test, the testing place, they couldn't have been nicer and more apologetic. Oh, good. Of course, it's Liverpool. I mean, everyone pretty much is, you know, friendly and helpful in Liverpool. But uh, they were very apologetic. We're so sorry for all your stress. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Oh. I'm an Evertonian. I'm a pro at stress. So. Oh yeah, we we're. Uh, I'm That's your, your segue into football. Oh See, yeah, <laughs> jump on the segue into. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> honestly, that's. I mean, it, all kinds of other stuff uh, happened, but yeah, I will say that um, it was a really cool experience being around the stadium, and mm. I did want to make sure I said on the air, thank you, John Toffee Blues, John you uh helped us so much and i just want to say that to everyone who's out there oh and one other thing this is your snood john okay i'm just letting you know it's safe all right we went to everton one and we we had the bag full of stuff and he was like right. oh, i don't need we, we caught sun that day as well the sun hit the pitch and it was like we were sweating and so we, we, we were like taking off layers and putting in the bags and I walked off with his snood. So John, I have your snood. It's gonna be okay. All right. It's it's I'm gonna start traveling to different places and taking pictures with your snood. All right. So yeah, that's a thing. All right. So we are done with that subject. That was a good throw, Jerry. Well done. All right. We need to talk about this because it's a thing. This is a thing that happened um on sunday um i i watched this but not as closely as i wanted to the first time and i was able to check it out more later because it was in the middle of one of my, my kids tournaments but um the derby happened on sunday we should we should we should acknowledge its its uh, existence uh jeff give me some general reactions uh to how you felt like the game went and then we'll then we'll kind of get a little more specific uh, it's been it's a little later in the week, so a lot of analysis has already been done on it. So I don't want to necessarily like do this to death, but at the same time, um, I do think we should uh, we should. There's some still some discussions to be had here. So um, what were your reactions on that? Uh, I thought I thought Frank had the had the best approach possible to to keep us in the game, to give us a chance to get a result, um, and maybe steal a goal. And we had a couple chances. Um, kind of maybe consider them half chances to do that um, and keep them out of the net as much as possible and be realistic about what the situation was in that, in that match um, where, you know, yes, you would love to win. <laughs> you would love to get a result, um, but it's about keeping yourself in the match, keeping the goal differential down, um, and and just 
staying in control of the match. And I thought his approach was, was outstanding, um, packing it in, uh, not to the extent of some graphics I saw going around, which were quite funny with the 10 defenders starting with Pickford and all packed in the box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was a difficult situation. You knew that going in. Uh, and I think they did as best that they could. We can talk about the officiating, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm, I'm kind of tired of that. We know what the situation is. Yeah. We know we're not going to get any favors. We're not the only club in this league that doesn't get any favors. And we can talk about it ad nauseum. Um, it's not the reason, not to go off on another tangent, but it's not the reason we're in the situation we're in. We deserve to be where we are. Um, it's frustrating, uh, but I just, I, I'm, I think I'm just kind of worn out in that regard. Um, Anthony Gordon was amazing. There's a little too much, a lot too much attention being placed on Anthony Gordon going down. Anthony Gordon was amazing at Anfield against one of the best clubs in the world. He was amazing. And that's, that's my focus. Anthony Gordon is our player. He's still young. Uh, Frank Lampard is getting a ton out of this kid. So we can talk about him going down all we want. He was, he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing in that match. So that, that was really kind of my, my assessment. Um, improved setup. It's one of the, or one of the first times I've felt like I've seen a setup and it, and it didn't feel naive. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, telling uh, you know a lot of people talking to me about whether or not i like frank lampard as a manager and i'm like i like him okay he's just not the one who i thought would be the the right call in terms of a relegation battle i just didn't think that he was the hire for that um i felt like he was the kind of manager that you you hire you know uh, during the summer who gets a summer to build his team and uh, implement what he wants to do and then allows them to improve over the year. To hire him mid-year uh, in a situation like this is, I just don't, I, I didn't think that that was the best way to, but it, it's where we're at, so whatever. Um, so that's why like, I, I like the fact that I saw less of a naive approach. I saw much of, more of a, hey, we're in a relegation scrap. We're playing against a, an, a very potent attacking team. So let's, Play the way we need to to try to to try to get a you know get a point or two or three two <laughs> to get a point or three. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it, you know what I mean. I didn't hate it. I thought it was smart. Um, you know, uh, I do I do I think the the Gordon penalty shout is legit. Uh, yeah, I think he got his foot stepped on, and I think he was pushed from behind. Um, I think. When you're going and you're playing like you know, and you're, you're actually uh, trying to focus on the ball, somebody steps on your foot and pushes from behind. It's possible you're going to fall. It's possible. Um, the idea of some Liverpool supporters pointing to that, the irony of them pointing to that, where there's clearly contact, where he clearly gets stepped on, um, and not kind of. And, and the fact that they weakly defend their players falling down and you see the, you see the videos of them doing all the time. It, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's strange. Um, so that's what I'll say. 
uh, I think it's just um, finding something to pick on because there is a legitimate penalty shot there. Now, have I seen it? Do I see that called all the time? No, I don't think it's a definite penalty. No, it's not the way, that's not the way this, you know, it's not the way it works with fouls and not the way the, the, the game works. Not everything is 100% all the way. Yes, this is a foul. I've seen it not called and I've seen it called. Whatever. I don't think that's why we lost the game. I think it's a bummer, but uh, that and it could have been called. Uh, and I think anybody who says uh, Gordon's flopping, I think is not being um, genuine to the conversation. I, I think you're trying to discredit a kid who felt some contact and there was contact and he fell down. So it, it, it's annoying to see that, but you know what? They're going to do that. They're, they're going to say that. And I don't really care, you know, as long as it does, I don't, it, it ain't going to bug Anthony Gordon. The kid is tough. No. So, you know, talk as much trash as you want to about Anthony Gordon. Cool. He's thick skinned. He's a good player. And to be honest with you, I think you wish he was yours. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm proud of it. I think he's a, I think he's a badass. And, you know, and I hope my kids watch him play and say, Oh, I want to get a Gordon shirt. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I hope that happens. Um, so yeah, I, I was psyched for Gordon. I'm psyched that they're starting to hate him. Good. Hate him. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, totally fine with that. Um, any other standard outperformers where you felt like, you know, I thought, uh, I thought it was interesting. The uh, Alan setup where he was just set up to defend, defend, yeah. defend, 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 defend. Yeah. Um, what a, I mean, what a team player that he, that he does it though. Right. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to sit there and stick to a game plan like that. Loved it. Good for him. Yeah. Um, any others though, that you felt like where you were like, this player, I kind of like. I kind of liked watching Owobi in spots. I thought Decore was much better. Um, mm -hmm. He's he's had his moments, um, but uh, those were a couple that kind of stood out to me. I spent most time, most of the time, watching Anthony Gordon. Um, but uh, um, yeah, and uh, and Alon, you know, I, I, I watch, I watch Alon, and I and I commented to Jay Colton during the match. I said, yeah, the, you know, the premier league knew what they were doing when they took him away from us for three matches. Um, because that's, that's how important that, that, that he is for us. Um, so he's going to be really important in these last six matches. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta agree. It was super, like very depressing. And uh, the idea of him, not only the red card not being overturned, but the three match ban being uh, upheld. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I still feel like there's a way. I think Frank's coming around to it though. The whole like, let's, let's see this us versus the world, please. Let's start th seeing it like that. Let's, let's do it. Let's band together and say, yeah, we have a bunch of crap going against us. You know, yeah. let's, let's do that, you know? I think there's a, a lot to be said with a, a a team and a fan base with chips on their shoulder going, yep, we're not going to get that. So let's just not, let's just get used to it. Yeah. You know, um, just used to battling. I think we can us develop that mentality. That would be nice. It's us against the world. And it, and it has been for, it has been for a while. Yeah. So you just gotta, 
just got to remember that, you know, it's, there's going to be, there's going to be uh, crap sandwiches that we've got to eat. Sadly, it happens. Um, anything else on the Derby or can we pretend it never existed? We can move on. <laughs> oh, love it. All right. You know, the first one was a good throw. That was just sad. All right. So let's do some questions. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna finish with Aaron's questions. Uh, for those of you who are listening, watching, uh, and you've uh, listened or watched the show before, uh, Aaron is Bowsy Toffee Tits. He's been on the show a couple times. He's a he's a great fella. We'll save his for last. Um, the the tweet was put out. You know, questions for the Toffee Blues USA guys, and the first one was from. Uh, I guess it's Matt Lonis. I'm not sure. Maybe Matt Lowndes. I don't know. Um, Matt was being kind of funny. And he said, how to watch championship football in America. <laughs> and then immediately afterward, he says, I know I'm the worst. So I couldn't tell Matt. You may be like a super, like, you know, the fact that you said, I know I'm the worst makes me think you're all right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell if you're an Everton supporter who's being like self-deprecating. I can't tell if you're a Liverpool supporter who's, you know, just kind of joking around saying, I know I'm the worst. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's yeah. actually to me I, is. I am the worst. Is, is that the equivalent of the wink emoji? Like he could have just put a wink emoji on there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Kind of the same uh, as I am the worst, right? <laughs> So I, I'm just choosing to believe, Matt, that you're all right. I don't know who you support. I, I'm choosing to believe that you're, this is jokes. And uh, for those of you who are out there, uh, I watch some championship football. So it's love ESPN it. Plus in love America. It. Yes. Yeah, love Proper English football. Love it. Yeah. I mean, heck, I watch League One now. Hmm. You know, having, having, hmm. uh, having been watched a game in, in Sunderland, you know, having been to Stadium of Light, I'm keeping up with what they got going on. You know what I mean? Because they're in a playoff and a scrap to try to get that playoff spot. So, yeah, I like to watch championship football. I saw um, Preston play Birmingham City up at Deepdale, and it was one of the best experiences I've had at a football match. It was fantastic. 23,000 people. Birmingham City brought 6,000 visiting supporters. Ah. Preston won on a last-second goal. You know, the stoppage time goal. It was it was fan, it was fantastic. Yes, I, I like the idea I, of going to a state. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I you know, I mean, relegation would be devastating for this club. I'm not making light of that. Oh no. Um, it be, I didn't think that's what we were talking about. <laughs> I do have a serious answer to that question, though. Somewhat serious answer to his question, um, because I think it's an important question. Um, we are American toffees, so how to watch the matches is very very important. Um, it's important in terms of, you know, just having a place to watch the matches, but it's also important in terms of worst case scenario, if we do go down, how do we keep our growing supporter base, which is growing in America, um, continuing to grow? How do we maintain the core that we have in all the supporters groups around the country? Big part of that is, can we still watch the matches at the pubs? Do our pubs have access to the to the networks and the streaming services that we'll need to watch the matches. 
those discussions are already underway. We know ESPN Plus shows the matches. There's a streaming service called, I think, iFollow that kind of fills in the gaps. There are, there are options for maybe clubs to stream matches. It's a very important conversation. I brought it up on just briefly on our North American supporters groups call, our Zoom call that we have on a monthly basis. Um, just to kind of bring up that, you know, I, I, would, I would kind of like, and I know no one wants to deal with this topic in, in terms of the club, the people we work with at the club, they're not gonna wanna deal with the topic, it's, it, but it's the elephant in the room. Um, we need to prepare for the possibility that next year we're playing championship football. And if so, how does that impact all the work that we've been doing to grow our supporters groups in America, um, to keep the pubs going, to keep the groups going, to keep the events going, to keep the matches on the TVs in those pubs? It's an important question, and it's something that you know we, we will work on and deal with because Everton Football Club is not going away. They're not going away. We go down, we're not going away. Everton Football Club is not vanishing. And I would hope neither is the bulk of our fan base. Right. I hope nobody fails on this football club. Um, so anyway, that's it. That's it. It's it's an important it's an important question. I think he was asking it kind of in jest. Mm-hmm. It's an important question. There are a lot of layers to that. So I couldn't tell if he was taking the piss or if he was just kind of joking or if it, you know what I mean. Like it was kind of I couldn't tell. But uh, but yeah. Matt, um, I think you just received quite possibly the most mature answer you could possibly imagine, <laughs> Matt, from Jeff Walner. Welcome. He's a he's a sophisticated guy. All right. Um, They're going a little far with that. <laughs> it's the that's, no, really, no. That's broad the thing. definition. So no, yeah. I'm telling you, no. That's the thing. Like I never, <laughs> I didn't even think about like the. Oh yeah. The supporters group watches in the pubs. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even think about that. So that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, it's a very. We play, sure. a football, we play a football season next year, Jerry. Regardless. We play a football season next year. Everton football club will play games next season. That's it. Mm-hmm. So anyway. And we very much hope that we'll be watching that on the NBC sports networks. But if we're not. Yes. We'll still be watching. Yes. You know, I, I am with that. And yes, it'll be heartbreaking. It'll be, you know, it'll suck. But I'll still, my family's still going to watch. Mm-hmm. You know? So. I'll fly, I'll, I will fly 4,000 miles to see us play Coventry. I have totally been taking questions like that too. I have so taken questions like that. What's, what's Blackpool away going to be like, Jerry? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know what? <laughs> Not as bad as you think. Hop on a plane. <laughs> hop on a plane and find out. I would be down with that. So, yeah. So, so Matt, there you go. Way more discussion about that question than I think you ever possibly imagined. But yeah. So this one is from my 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 buddy Thomas from the Toffee Blues, who is who lives in the uh, the Newcastle region, so the north where I was, and. Sure. So his question is, but he's a he's a massive Everton supporter, but I think he's got jokes about the Sunderland area. He didn't tweet in Jordy did because I can't really understand. I understand. He said, said, have you noticed any side effects after leaving Sunderland? 
<laughs> I did see that. I, I did see that. Yes, I did. That was see Thomas. That, that was I Thomas. That. I'll be honest, Thomas. Like, I had a good time there. That's the crazy thing. I had a good time there. I loved going the game there. I loved the pub we went to. It's like my the, my favorite pub that I went to. It was awesome. Uh, proper like, I don't know, proper pints, and everybody around me was like a good. 20 to 30 years older than me and every one of them was wearing a like a shirt from the past and it was you felt like you were in a place you're like wow i have respect for these people <laughs> and every one of them thought it was really cool that we were there you know it was it was very neat. yeah i've so, never been but just watching the watching the documentary it was it looked like a really it looked like an amazing town you know you saw some of the pubs and some of the people, um, but I, I, I don't know much about Sunderland, the town, you know, see, I don't know much about it, so. So the stadium's incredible. I'll just go ahead and say it. The stadium's awesome, okay? Um, the academy, the academy is brilliant. Um, I will say the, um, I didn't really get to experience the city at all, at hmm. all. We, we walked to, we, we got off the bus, walked to that pub, then walked to the stadium. Didn't really, I mean, the areas that I was in, I was kind of like, you know, seems seems like a town, you know, seems like a normal place. I didn't really make, you know, I didn't form any like, wow, this is great. But that pub was really cool. And I love their stadium and I love their academy. So that's all I really got. So Thomas, if I'm being totally honest with you, I didn't get the genuine Sunderland experience. There's only, I would say only one place in England where I really got to feel what it was like. And that was Durham because we were there for more than a day. So, yeah. Um, and by the way, you have any idea how many times I heard, Jerry, you're not allowed to leave and you're, you have to come to every game from now on? <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to hug everybody that said that. I was like, I don't want to leave. I want to go to all the games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so let's finish up with Aaron. The Bowsy Toffee Tits, or as he says, Bowsy Toffee Tits. Uh, Jeff, will we do it? Will we do the miraculous and stay in the league? It's question one. Go. Um, did he say miraculous? He um, said, will we do the miraculous and stay in the league? You think it's miraculous? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as miraculous. Um, Difficult, I would say difficult. Um, however, I I still look at the and we missed an opportunity against Leicester. We've missed a lot of opportunities this season at Goodison Park. Mm -hmm. um, but I still like I really like the home form and the way this club has responded to Goodison Park, and I love what the fans have done for Frank Lampard at Goodison Park and for the, for the team um, kind of done everything they could possibly do to raise the level. And there's another effort for Sunday against Chelsea. Um, the fact that we still have nine points to get from home is massive. We need all of them. Um, and then you've got Watford away and you've got a good opportunity to get three there. There isn't a match, even Chelsea at home. Um, I've seen them beat Chelsea at Goodison Park, by the way, 2-0. Uh, 
but um, we've played Chelsea good at well. We've played Chelsea pretty well at home, just like we've played United pretty well at home. Um, that match doesn't scare me. The rest of them do not scare me. Leicester on the road is it's tough to get three there. Um, Arsenal on the road, who knows what they'll have to play for, if yeah. anything at all, probably nothing in all likelihood. You've got Watford away. Um, and then your home matches are Brentford Palace and Chelsea. There are a lot of opportunities there. Um, now, one thing I will caution everyone, <laughs> don't, don't put yourself, and we're masochists, that's why we're here. <laughs> but don't, don't put yourself through it. Because as the Echo pointed out today in a story, the way the fixtures are lined up, Burnley is going to play before us and they're going to continue to play before us. Leeds is going to play before us. The table is going to look, it's just don't do it to yourself. And, and I'm certain that the players won't. And I'm certain that Frank, because Frank Lampard, he's talked about it at different points um, during this stretch. He's like in a releg- he said in a relegation battle, the table event occasionally is going to look really bad. Just don't look at it. It's all about us. Yeah. We control our destiny. Even though we're sitting two points behind Burnley and five behind Leeds, we've got that match in hand, but we still control our own destiny. We have nine points to get at home. We have 18 points total that we can get. It won't matter what Burnley does if, if, we get, if we get on a roll the remainder of this season. So no, this is not miraculous. It's difficult because it's a relegation battle. Um, City beats Leeds, we beat Chelsea. All of a sudden, welcome to the party Leeds. Enjoy it. We're, we're happy to have you. <laughs> happy to, we will open the door, roll out the car. Yeah, the blue carpet for you to come in. Because bringing leads into this thing changes the equation a lot. I think Burnley is playing their way out of it. Mm. You know, we had a chance. We had a similar chance. Two matches in a week, right? Wolves, Newcastle. We had a chance to get six. We only got three. They had, they had a chance in the same scenario to get six the week we play Liverpool. They got their six. That's why they're ahead of us. Yeah. So it, it's, it's all it, – it's still, it's still with us. It's still with us. We're not seven points back thinking people need to lose. Mm-hmm. We're two points back with a match in hand, which means it's still just us. If we don't do it, it's on us. If we, but we've got every opportunity to. So, Jeff, that is all awesome. I wanted to ask, Aaron's question was, will we stay in the league, in your opinion? How did I know you were going to ask me to predict? <laughs> if, if, you're at, if you're asking me to predict, I have no reason but to be optimistic. There, there's mm. no reason to say, oh, we're going down. Yeah, I agree. No I agree. reason to feel that way. I agree. I'll, I'll, believe, I'll believe Everton Football Club has been relegated to the second division when it happens. Mm. And when it happens, I'll deal with it. And I don't, by saying that, I don't mean that I haven't already mentally prepared as i said like already having the discussions hey how do we prepare for next year in the event it happens because you have mm-hmm. to 
I've mentally considered, thought about it, thought about my emotions, dealt with, tried to deal with the whole thing. But there's no reason not to be positive because why? Why do that to yourself? You're just going to not watch the rest of the year and say, ah, it's over. No. So if, so if you ask me the question now, we're going we're gonna to stay up. <coughs> we're going to be popping champagne because we stayed up, which is sad, but that's the state yeah. of affairs now. Yeah. It's going to be like we won a trophy and all we did was stay up. That's extremely sad. And the club should be ashamed of themselves for us being in that situation. However, I'm staying positive until, until it's done. Yeah, I agree. We'll stay up. But no one asked me this question. That question was for you. <laughs> anyway. Host, you don't have to answer the question. <laughs> pressure's on me. It's yeah. so not it's so not fair though. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so um next question. I know Aaron. I can get Aaron back for, I can get Aaron back for the day like so. <laughs> So no, question two, your player of a terrible season overall. Your player of the season. Wow. That's a hard one. The hard part is you've had guys that have done well, then had injuries, and then That's a tough one. If I had, if I had to pick one, I don't know. Maybe like Gray's had flashes, Townsend's had flashes. We haven't seen DCL. Um, Owobi's up and down. Decorey's up and down. Pickford's had a good year. Pickford steady, you know. Um, Anthony Gordon, maybe Anthony Gordon. I think that's mine. Yeah. I was thinking Gordon. It not really it, it not really for goals, but for uh, for what I feel like he's doing like for the fans. You know what I mean? In terms of when you see him go out there, you're like, yes, there, there's somebody who wants to bleed for the shirt today. You yeah. know? Um, and he's I also feel- a piece, he's a piece for the future. If you're yeah. looking ahead, you know, if if we're in a situation where we're going to tear this thing down and rebuild it, Anthony Gordon is a piece that you're going to build it with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a guy that's just going to say, I'm, I'm off to greener pastures. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I just, <clears throat> I can watch him run. I can just watch him run all day. Yeah. He's just, his tenacity... He loves the club, plays for the badge every day. I know we say that a lot, play for the badge, but he legitimately does it. Yeah, I remember before he was getting much done, he would post these videos of himself like working out on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was just like, geez, look at this kid. Look at this kid's work ethic, you know? Um, that's That's someone who wants to... Uh, to bust through the academy and to get into the first team and stay there. You know what I mean? It wasn't enough for him to just get an opportunity and then get sent somewhere. I see a spirit from 
I, can, I see a similar spirit amongst some of our young players, like Lewis Dobbin, Branthwaite, and there, there, there are some, there are some young guys, and, and and I know we have concerns about, you know, the academy, and they're legitimate, but um, there are some kids that really could, they would really want to give us a lot. They would really give us a lot if given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony Gordon's the one that's gotten the opportunity. And he's taken full advantage of it. He's built consistency, which is to me one of the hardest things. Remember, we've had players come in and uh, and show flashes, and the flashes they're exciting, and you're like, "Wow, this kid should be getting opportunities." And then they get more opportunities, and the consistency has waned. And it's the kind of thing where, yeah, yeah, you know, look at Anthony Robinson now and say, "Why, why didn't we keep him?" Well, do you remember? Yeah. You know, Anthony Robinson didn't take advantage of his opportunity here. You know, he became the player that he's been with the national team. He, he, he reached up potential somewhere else. I don't know that he ever would have done it. But Yeah, there's there have been a number of uh, young players that I was excited to get their chance. And they would give it get a chance and they do okay. And I would say, see? And then they get another chance and they fade and something would happen. Mm-hmm. And whether through injuries or, or something else, or maybe it was not as, uh, you know, strong-willed, you know, there's lots of different reasons why people don't have the consistency. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Gordon's doing it. And that, that comes from, that comes from training that comes from uh, sports psychology, overall, just human psychology. There's a lot at play there. Um, so yeah, that's that's mine too. Yeah, um, players you'd keep on. Players we'd keep if if we go down. Um, I I don't really think it's about whether or not we go down. I think okay. I think let's 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 assume it's like we stay up, like we said we would. Okay. Because we made that commitment. Now that right. check that check is written, Jeff. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that obviously changes. That changes who it, is it more definitely important. does. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, let's let's just assume we're on. We're we're up. Uh, who do you keep on, and who do you think uh, may need to be sold? I'm at the point now where I don't know that anyone's untouchable. Um, Anthony Gordon. We're talking a lot about him, and obviously Anthony Gordon is a guy that I would you know keep around. Um, I don't know that Seamus Coleman would have any options to go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and he's our captain and there's some, there's some influence and, you know, some, some value there. Even with the injuries, Calvert-Lewin, um, he's still a young guy and, and we've seen, we've seen the potential. Um, Something's up with him, Jeff. Something's well, up with it depends. Him. On, and the other thing, too, the factor is it depends on if, if somebody comes in and gives you a crazy offer for any of our players, any of them. So if the if the arsenal rumors are are correct and there's interest there with Calvert-Lewin and it's the right number, then you sell it. It's just this the state of our club right now. I I used Jeff Jeff I used to say I used to say he was untouchable though Jeff yeah I used to say but watching him lately when I watched him in the United game and I watched him miss time every header okay 
that's not injury. You know what I mean? That's not injury when yeah. you are, it, it's your, it's that thing. I remember coaching kids and like high school kids who really didn't really know a whole lot about winning the ball in the air. And you'd see the ball would be close. And they'd jump like, Hey, I tried for it. You know what I mean? Like they jump yeah. close to the ball. That's not the way he used to be. He used to win everything. Yeah. You know, he was a magnet and he would, he would show off that athleticism. And now he jumps close to the ball and it's, he, or he mistimes it. And it, you just, that's not an injury thing. You know what I mean? That is, there is something up, you know? And so that's, I, I, I agree. I used to be, I used to say, no way. What a major asset that kid is, you know? And I, I don't know if, uh, if his head's fully in it. I don't know. I hate to say that. Yeah. He is a kid. You're right. And he should be given the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. you know, uh, I hope there isn't anything up and it's just something he's low on confidence and he'll get through it. Hope so. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, man. I just, I got all DC no, out no, there. Fine. So. That's fine. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about Rich Arlison. Um, mm. I would love Rich Arlison to retire, you know, to retire a blue. I would love him to be here when we achieve things. You know, no one retires for, you know, no one plays for the same team for very long. But um, he's given everything that he could possibly give for this shirt. And I think he's a guy who I would almost, as appreciation is given to Everton Football Club find him a place where he can play championship football, play champions league football. And then we can, you know, we can recoup um, a decent fee. Um, mm. I would hate to see him leave, but our reality right now is it, it look at our situation. It's not about, we love, we love this guy. We need him to stay. Uh, far that. We're, we're in tear this, tear this thing down and rebuild it mode. Whether yeah. and hopefully that's and hopefully you know we can do that in the Premier League where we've got the financial you know ability to maybe do it a little faster. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I can't. I really, it's that's a really hard question. Who to keep? Um, yeah. Even if we stay up, who we who we keep? But like I said, some, we have some guys like Seamus Coleman who just aren't going to have any you know, any options. Yeah. Um, I like a Demari like Demar Gray. I like a yeah. Demari Gray. Um, but there are a lot of guys I just don't know. Andre Gomes, Awobi. It's hard because we have a lot of guys who you, you can remember, you can timestamp their periods of really good form. Yes. And it almost kind of detracts you from what their real true value is to the club because you keep waiting. Well, you know, Gomes had the great stretch, you know, and then after the injury had a little mini stretch, decoray has been so good mm. at times, you know, and then you see a Wobie kind of dip down. We're frustrated, get him out of there. And then, then recently, then you see him have a match where he plays really well. Where's that? And you think if we could just capture that, we have yeah. a pretty good player who's of a reasonable, reasonable age. But I, I don't know. There, there are so few untouchables. I, the Anthony Gordon's the only one I can think of right now. 
as much as I would love to keep Richarlison, I know the reality of it. Yeah. No, I'm he with you. Play Champions League football. I don't blame him. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, it's a job, yeah. it's a career. It doesn't mean he doesn't love Everton. He absolutely loves Everton. If, if there's a guy on our club that has proven that he loves Everton, it's him. So him leaving doesn't mean he doesn't love us. Yeah, he did everything possibly could for us. You know, we should love him back and do him a favor and find him somewhere to go where he can achieve things. As long as we're getting what he's worth to us. That's as the thing. As, right, exactly. The number's uh, a big part of it for a lot of, yeah, the number's a big part of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of uh, uh, people get frustrated when teams that are in the middle or in the bottom half of the table, when they put big figures on, on their you know valued talent, and they say, "Well, he's not worth that." When you're like, "Well, maybe," but that's what he's worth to us, and I think that's an important distinction, you know. Um, like, look, that's, it's a, he's a very important player to us. Do you, are you willing to pay what, what, you know, you should, which should be paid that we feel like needs to be paid, you know? And yeah. I'm not talking about like way over the odds or anything, but if you're talking about uh, one of your strongest, one of the most potent players on your team, like Richarlison. Yeah. And it needs to be substantial. It needs to be substantial. So that's the only that's the only Tom, caveat there. Tom Davies is an interesting one. Isn't he? I've been seeing him this year. Young guy. Ben Godfrey's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, those are those are Ben Godfrey. I, I absolutely want to keep around, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'll be I I'm sure there are people who would go through the whole the whole list of players right now we but, could go one by one yeah yeah but uh i'm a little i worry that would get a little repetitious right now plus plus i gotta be honest i i would like to see how some of these players perform down the stretch yeah we're making a decision like there's there's players that have more value right now than they had two months ago because they're responding to frank i joked I think I I might have joked like last last weekend that uh, wouldn't it be ironic? And this isn't really even a really even a joke. Wouldn't it be ironic that Fabian Delph ends up being a key player in helping us survive relegation after being utterly worthless for so long and. Fabian and I would throw Alex Awobi in that category too. Yeah. Wouldn't it be something if Alex Awobi, Fabian Delph end up being the guys that help us yes. stay? I'm getting ahead I, of myself. No, I but love it. Pretty good. He's been it's the best best form he's been in as an mm-hmm. Evertonian. Fair to say. Alex Awobi, best form he's been in as an Evertonian. Yep. It's not saying a whole lot, but they're contributing. They're both we'll contributing. See. I think I think Delph yeah. is even funnier. <laughs> yeah. Just because it, there was such like, you know, almost like felt like vitriol with it between him and the fans. Like, you know, and he had not played much at all. It will be at least had played and he had had a little bit of a he seemed like a nice guy, you know. Uh, but but 
Delph had hardly played at all and he just seemed pissed off at everybody. And it was, oh, yeah. So the idea of Delph coming in is like, hey, I'm, you know, I'll teach you about the basics of football. Uh, yeah. So it's, I'm, yes, I agree. That would be hilarious and awesome if, if it happens. That's great. So, um, final question from Aaron. Jeff, do you uh, fancy being the filling to Jake, Jerry, and I's Toffee Blues in the USA sandwich when the Blues come to the USA this summer? I'm not sure I understand the question. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to understand the question. No, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all love from Aaron here. Uh, he <laughs> asked a question to me and Jake one time about who who should be the filling to our toffee blues like sandwich when we hang out at the bar together oh, you know? okay. but he was yeah. being uh rather suggestive in his uh in his word choice and his uh the, the pictures he paints with words um so <laughs> and so i i think i was like that's a hard one i could see this person i could do this but i think we settled on jeff walner because he would maybe cringe at the question more than anyone else. And so, and so your, know. What, your response is more than just concern. <laughs> I was a little concerned. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't in Orlando, were you, Jerry? I had to miss it. You didn't it. make it to Orlando. Okay. All right. No, I, no, I had tickets and I had to uh, cancel all my reservations and planes yeah. and everything because I had a documentary i was making and the, the team i was following was doing really well yeah so it was a bummer but i missed we'll one experience for a different cool yeah. experience so you know we'll see where all that ends up and how our situation at the end of the season impacts it they're they're being somewhat uh you know they're being coy about the plans yes i know wrote the story that they're coming um we're just told they have every um, they have every intention of coming, um, but I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So go ahead. I said, I hope they do. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, last, last year, obviously with COVID, we had so many restrictions. Uh, our friends, you know, in England could not come. Uh, we had no access to players. Uh, so this year it'll be, uh, hopefully, you know, be a little bit different. And and if, you know, and when, when, when we stay up, when we survive this, um, wherever they end up, it's going to be quite a, it'll be quite a, quite a celebration. That's for sure. Yes. So uh, the answer to Aaron's question. I'll be the filling. That's fine. Yes. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Just give me, you know, just taste. <laughs> yes, that is. Jeff, you are such a good sport. Wonderful. All right. So, Chelsea preview. Uh, so, Chelsea are currently third in the table, 19, 9, and 5 with 16. I watched the match today. What? What? Yeah, 1 1 draw with United. Okay. Who scored so, for them? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I Timo? see here. I can find that super fast. I saw something Timo scored. Mm. 
Let's see here. I actually saw them. Um, the match in 19 that I went to was uh, Eden Hazard's last appearance Ooh. at Goodison Park. Wow. Let's see. Um, he nearly scored. He went just, just wide of the post. Ah. Uh, Richarlison scored the first, and then uh, some, some Icelandic guys scored a penalty. And we won two. We won two nil. So okay. That so was up in the main stand, sitting behind a pole in a wooden chair with no arms. My experience this time was much different. I had Tony. Sam I had Tony Sampson's tickets in the uh, the family enclosure. Yes, that's where we were. First row on the pitch. Amazing. Oh, so um, cool. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. So Marcos Alonso scored for Chelsea, and. Uh, CR7 scored two minutes later. So, um, okay. so yeah. Uh, every every opportunity to win on every opportunity to win on Sunday. I only say that because typically we have decent success against Chelsea at Goodison Park, from what I remember. Um, mm -hmm. We actually had a pretty successful stretch against Chelsea. I think. Mm -hmm. Like for a little while, three years of like pretty good success against them. But um, I think the crowds, the crowd's going to be up for it. Um, the players will be up for it. I think Frank will have them prepared to play. Mm -hmm. It'll be a good match, and um, you know, might might come down to a late goal. Mm -hmm. But we we need to we need to win. Don't look at the table, you know. Unless you see Burnley lost to Watford, then you can look. But um, <laughs> other than that, you know, if your friends tell you that happened, look. <clears throat> but um, major opportunity at home. We have to get all nine points at home. Mm. Yeah, they uh, – Reese James and Rudiger may be back. Uh, I think they're coming back from uh, – and uh, I think uh, Kovacic and Chilwell are out. So okay. – um, yeah, I find it I find it fascinating that and who are we who are we down? Gomes, somebody else took a knock and in... uh, Godfrey took a knock uh, like before the game the other day. Right. So I think he's I think he faces a fitness test. DCL faces a fitness test, but you know, I I yeah. I want to say yes, that's important, but you know, yeah. That's what I'll say. I I hope he's he's ready. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I, I hope he's back and ready. So let's say that. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I think we could. Yeri Mina has been a big. That's it, right? Godfrey and Gomes. Everyone else is. I think so. Yeah. Important. Very important player. Very important player. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, what do you what do you think is going to happen though? What do you think uh, about the the final score on this one? You're all about predictions on this podcast. <laughs> For the it record, some of those the some of those other predictions were asked <laughs> by other people. The only one that is part of the show is this score. <laughs> That's the all the others were asked by other people, you know. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, what do you what do you think will happen though? Because I, I'm, 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 yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. 
Yeah, it's it's tough. I don't know that we keep them. I don't know that we keep them out of the net, but uh, I'll go two one Everton. I'm uh because I am a uh, gutless fellow. I'm picking a one one draw. Hmm. So, um, which I don't. I I still don't think that's a bad result. Um, it's just I prefer yours. As long as Burnley loses. Yeah. Yeah, Burnley and Leeds both lose. Leeds has is is this a city weekend for Leeds? Um, let's see. Fantastic question. I I, I know it's coming for them. Um, yes, yeah. twelve thirty this Saturday. Okay. So okay. Um, All right. In our we get two losses on Saturday. We get two losses on Saturday. A draw is not a bad result. Yeah. Burnley and... wins. We have to win. And that match will be uh, our match will be on Sunday for everybody out there. Uh, so we'll know we'll know what our situation. That's one of the bonuses. You know what your situation is. Yeah, nine a.m. Eastern time for everybody who's playing on. Yes. Yep. Um. Yeah. And uh. And that is is the show. That's the end of the show. We're done. Uh, Jeff. Uh, anything you want to say before I before I give my give my end of show spiel. <laughs> Just that uh, I just love the as people. I just love the positivity and the unity among Evertonians through all of this. Um, I've made the point that all we have is each other, and that's always been the case. Um, so let's keep that all the way through this. And whether it's the best case scenario or the worst case scenario, um, let's just keep this together, all of us. Um, it's always been us against the world. Um, and that's, I just don't want to lose. I don't want to lose this. That's my biggest concern, you know, football's football, but, um, I've made it, I've made a point. I made a point on the, you know, a couple other podcasts too, that, you know, whatever Tins brought to my life is bigger than it's bigger than football because it's about the people I've met, the experiences I've had, the opportunity to travel to Liverpool, um, just everything that has come into my life as a result of Everton is bigger than football. And I just don't think, I don't think we should lose sight of that. Um, all the good things that Everton brings into our life, regardless of what happens. Um, let's just keep those things going. Yeah. I I, that's all I'm going to say. So. Yeah. I, I will say having, you know, John and John's dad, who, who's also, also named John, uh, his John and his dad, his dad was like driving us, you know, to the stadium. It was like a tour guide. He was like giving us every bit of information on the area. It was awesome. Okay. He took long ways to make sure we saw certain things. He, he's told us everything about the area. I know, I, I know uh, details about uh, the area called witness. I, I, I now yeah. am familiar with witness yeah. and some details about uh yeah i i know things now and and this is because you know john and his dad wanted to make sure we had this amazing experience you know what i mean um and so i just i it's the fact that i mean i i have there would have been no other way for me to connect with these humans on the other side of the planet you know what i mean if it weren't for for everton you know what i mean and and so yeah, I I agree. I'm very thankful for that. 
um, human connections, right? That's for me, that's just what it's about anyway. Just life periods. Wouldn't trade it. Wouldn't yeah. trade it. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, so yeah. Uh, so anyway, thanks, thanks to uh, thanks to John and your dad, John. Uh, appreciate it. I, I actually, I, I, I'm under the impression that his dad actually missed the game so that we could go to the game. And I don't know. It, John refused to answer my question when I asked him that, but I think he actually did that. So I just want to say, like, how, how kind. You know what I mean? It's just really nice yeah. people. Yeah. So anyway. Um, really just a very cool experience so thanks to you you two beautiful gents um thank you for that uh and thank you to you jeff i get to talk to you a few yeah. times a year now it's and i may even long. get to see you thanks to everton soon which yeah. would be nice so yep. yeah it really hey uh, life is busy though jeff i'll take what i can get i'll get in i'll take any jeff time i can you know it's, there you it's go. good stuff yes so uh thanks for coming on though um really appreciate it appreciate uh you you just bring such a you know it's such a i don't know there's something about being able to step back and see things from a wider view you tend to do that well so thank uh, you that's that's always appreciated so uh yeah uh so thanks to jeff thanks to everybody out there who's been watching and been listening if you have been watching and listening and uh want more of, of all this uh, subscribe to the uh, Toffee Blues YouTube channel and or podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Check out the Toffee Blues uh, website. It's all things Everton on there. All these, there's like these really smart Evertonians that type, you know, all kinds of stories about it. It's a, about the club. They're just great. And uh, it's a brand new website. There's some merch on there. Um, good things. And follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, it's probably got some other social media stuff, but I, I just can't with any more than that. I just, <laughs> not, I, not guy, Jerry. no, no, it's, it, it's an assault. <laughs> Every time I look at TikTok, I'm like, Whoa, what is happening here? It's just so much. Right. I feel, I feel like it's like, that's the symbol of, of aging right now where I'm just like, I just cannot handle TikTok. I cannot do it. It's too much. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that's it, everybody. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much. I will hopefully talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Up the toffees. Yes. Everybody else out there, three points this weekend sounds, sounds lovely. So, um, yeah, support the team. If you're going to be a part of the group that's meeting the coach and following the coach and everything and, you know, I, cool. Good for you. Make them, make them hear you, you know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Everybody coming together and making sure that the team knows that, you know, Hey, we care. We're with you. So good for y'all kick that ass. Everybody else out there, much love to you. Let's uh, let's do this this weekend. Uh, yeah. Three points and uh, Burnley leads. All right. Much love to everybody. Bye.